is take the chains off. All we want to do is break the chains off, yeah. All we want to do is be free. All we want to do is be free. All we want to do is take the chains off. All we want to do is break the chains off, yeah. All we want to do is be free. All we want to do is... Can you tell me why? Every time I step outside, I see my people die. Like Obama waited until his last day in office to tell the nation brothers is getting their reparations. Hey, a man can dream, can he? No disrespect in terms of change, I haven't seen any. Maybe he had good intentions but was stifled by the system and was sad to learn he actually couldn't bring any. That's what I get for thinking. This world is fair. They let a brother steer the ship and never told him that the ship was sinking. But I got other to think about, like my bank account. Forget that watch, you paid too much for it. You ought to be ashamed. When brothers back home be dreaded when the seasons change Cause they ain't got no heat and they ain't got no AC Walmart distribution fire my homie, he just had a baby You wonder why it's been so many B&Es lately While brothers from the hood shooting like this is TNT lately And since all the ballers leaving college early I turn on the TV and don't see no brothers with degrees lately Are we all alone? Fighting on our own Please give me a chance I don't wanna dance, something's got me down. I will stand my ground. Don't just stand around, don't just stand around. All we want to do is be free. All we want to do is be free. All we want to do is take the chains off. What's going on? This is King Smoking. You are now tuned into Super Good Podcast. Super uh, we got everybody here today um, to dive into it. What it will be a deep uh, episode. So I'm going to let everybody introduce themselves first and foremost before we get going. Hey, y'all. It's Day. It's your boy, Kevin Lamar. What's going on? It's Devin Jahan. And joining us again. Um, and family, love, all the time. When she got free time, we asked her to come through. So, uh, go ahead, Beth. And Karen Nicole is here. Stay safe with all right. <laughs> so, the fam is here. The fam is here. And there will be no greater people than to do this episode with, um, truly speaking. So, normally we go with an icebreaker to start us off. But um, we're not going to do the icebreaker tonight. We just want to have a moment of silence to honor all the victims. 
that have been killed while in police custody or due to police brutality. So we want to take this time to honor them uh, with a moment of silence. All right. So we thank y'all for that. And again, much love um, and thoughts and with those families. Um, you know, everybody has been affected by all these tragedies that we've been seeing, unfortunately. Um, first, before we get started, I want to get a shout out to my sister, Day, um, because she wrote an amazing script to capture everything that we've all been feeling, um, thinking, um, and we wouldn't be able to do this episode if it wasn't for her effort. So I want to give her that that love first and foremost um and then two Y'all before we clap. start go ahead i need to find the sound like that because i had to clap um, and two you know everything that it is that's going going on um this probably will be an emotional episode um you know and i don't want anybody that's on here today to feel like they got to hold back their emotions um you know what i'm saying like whatever whatever your thoughts or your feelings take you embrace it let it out um because that's the realness that we need to explore um so if you hear a question and you felt like you didn't get your answer out just let us know we can wait i want everybody to get all of their thoughts and opinions out um because it, it's, it needs to be heard so I, I felt like it's very important to start that off to let y'all know like even if you feel like you've been waiting for five minutes to talk we can pause and let you get your thoughts out because it's important that everybody get their feelings out um, in this recording all right so and um, i do want to say like when i when i wrote this script like it's a lot it's a lot of questions i honestly don't think that we're going to get through all of it so like i feel like we shouldn't rush it because i think this is a conversation that we should have so i think maybe we could do a part two if need be because i feel like this is going to linger on into next week and the weeks after months after so we have time to talk about it yeah, and it's important that um, we keep the conversation going because too many times throughout, and I don't want to, too many times throughout the Black Lives Matter movement, as things come up, we start and we protest or we're upset for a day or a week, and we do a blackout day, and then, you know, we forget two days later or a week later that what's really been going on. So I think it's important that the conversation continues no matter what. Um, that's the only way we're really going to influence the change that we desperately need and there's no longer it's not even a want at this point it's a desperate need that needs to take place all right um so to start us off uh they found a, a fact that is mind-blowing so i'm gonna let her um you know let us know what that fact is uh, what she found yeah so like during my research and being on social media watching the news constantly like, I came across a fact, and it was from a credible source, so I definitely believe it. But it said that police brutality is the sixth leading cause of death among young Black boys. And for me, I was like, that's crazy, because when we think of, like, leading cause of death, we think of what? Like, cancer, like, right. maybe car accidents, uh, what else? I don't know, heart attack, something like that. But to have, like... For that to be the leading cause, like your life in another person's hands, I thought that was just like crazy. Like it shouldn't even be on the list. Right, <laughs> exactly. And it's not like maybe the 25th or 50, like it's six, like yeah. in the top 10. That's crazy. <laughs> like barely missed top five. And probably growing, unfortunately. Right. 
sure to make it there soon. Well, okay. yeah. But that's true though. Yeah. That's some. That's one of the things. Like, and you know, with everything that's going on, we get we see people who protested years ago, and they're back out protesting again. And it's like we're in the same position that they were in. You know what I mean? Back when it was at the height of coming off of. Um, uh, not slavery, but the height of, um, you know, discrimination and racism and stuff with Martin Luther King and stuff like that. And we're here we are in 2020. And you see the sim very similar pictures to what those pictures were 30, 40, 50 years ago. And it's just crazy that, you know, certain people uh, are taking their, their authority to promote, um, you know, that senseless act of hate. Like, that, that's basically what it boils down to. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really crazy. And for that to be six, like everyone's saying, that's like, yeah, you wouldn't think of that. You just, if you ask somebody that, what's the, what's the sixth leading cause of death amongst African-American men? You wouldn't think that, you know what I'm saying? It would be that. And it's like, the fuck? That's six? So now oh, yeah, I that's, think that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Mm -hmm. But, um, so, you know, we, we all know, unfortunately, that uh, George Floyd was killed at the hands of a of a police officer, a white police officer. You got to make that very clear. Um, so first and foremost, how does his death, or just the fact a death of another unarmed black man at the hands of the police, make you feel? Angry, honestly, just anger. Very angry. I'm gonna say because it's the fact that when you look at the video. Buddy did not have remorse whatsoever. He was just looking like right at the camera, like right, no remorse at all. No remorse whatsoever. Like people telling him get off him, get off him. He's still doing it. Like he don't care. Crazy. It was like it was an animal or something. Like it was just crazy. Sad. Um, for me, it's uh, oh, go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. For me, it's just been like, so yeah, it's been a, a multitude of emotions. I can't even pinpoint just one because it ranges depending on the, the depending on the 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 scenario or the, the actual thing that you're focusing on within the video, within the, the events that have taken place. So, is anger, is sadness, is it's hopelessness at times, and then there's a, a sense of hope. It's like a multitude of just arranging different emotions. And I'm not too emotional, but this is like the most emotional week I've had. Um, I find myself in tears just driving through the car, looking at Twitter, you know what I mean? Different things. So overall, it's just been like uh, all of the above as far as emotions are concerned. For me, I think it's frustrating more so because like, like, you could be doing nothing, you know? Like, it's not like, oh, you know, you kind of put yourself in this type of position. Like, oh, you robbed the store or you had a weapon shooting at the police, so what did you expect? No, it's like, I was minding my business or he was minding his business, and then, like, something like this just happens. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, that I feel the exact same way. It's because every time that this happens, the the – the end result never fits the crime. Like if 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 it is true that he was caught using a fake twenty, that's no reason to lose your life. Exactly. You know, that's a slap. That's a slap on the wrist at best. You right. know what I mean? Like I in my younger college days, I got not arrested but detained for stealing from Target. 
You know what I mean? So imagine if that act would have led to me losing my life. That don't that don't add up. You know what I'm saying? Like it's something very, very petty. It's something minimal, you know, at that point. And it's like we continue to be killed over basic stuff. I'm with day. It'd be different. And I'm I'm one of the people where right and right and wrong is wrong. So, you know, it's unfortunate anytime, but it's a little more understandable when a person has put themselves in that position. Um, you know what I mean? And not to say that it's right or justified, but it's a little more, I don't want to say acceptable, but understandable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for, for him to be using a fake 20, okay, cool. For for someone to be going on a jog, you know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't, you never, he shouldn't leave his house thinking, am I going to die today? Like, that's not what our thought process should have to be. But unfortunately, it is. We can't do normal shit without being scared that we won't make it back home. And that's what really fucks me up because that shit, that's not life. You know what I'm saying? Like who wants to wake up and say, oh, it feels great to go run, but I can't cause he's looking at me funny. Like that's not, that's not what life should be. So that's what really gets me because it's, we are trying to live life normally and we we're losing our lives because other people are intimidated by the presence that we present. Right. I think what makes me so angry is just that, like, that's not even proper protocol as a retail employee to call the cops on somebody if you think they give you fake money. I don't even know why the hell, like, I don't even know what possessed the person to do that. It just doesn't make sense to me. And then even like police protocol, I'm pretty sure that's not the protocol if you do get a call like that. It's not like he robbed the damn bank. Not for $20. Right. Like, what did y'all even like, come for? I've like, worked retail yeah. before, and I had niggas coming there trying to scam by, like, $500 gift cards, all these fake credit cards, and I'm just like, no, Brian, do this. I'm not about to call the police. Exactly. Uh, it's different in every state. I don't even think $20 is even, like, I, I'm pretty sure for a fact where we live, like, Police officers ain't showing up for twenty dollars. For twenty dollars, no. Like even in malls, depending on the amount of which somebody is trying to physically steal, if it's not over a certain threshold, they don't even exactly. They, they don't even pursue you. It's just like you know, we chalk that up to the game. You just got got. I mean, not to say that it's right, but you know what I mean. Twenty dollars, bro. I mean, it's twenty dollars. Where are you buy? What can you buy? You can only buy so much with twenty dollars. <laughs> Very true. Like. Like. Eventually, uh, to do that. Came on and said that it wasn't a fake account of twenty dollars. He said he felt bad that he did that. You should. Yeah, you called the police because you thought somebody gave you a fake twenty, sir. You know I me. Mean? I see if he came in there with a hundred, you know, like a stack and all of those fake. And you can either get the store manager or just put it to the side. Like nobody you know gets I mean, to call the police. Not even trying to be funny. You could have just flipped it, like. <laughs> I, I would have just switched it out and went and got gas with the counterfeit. You know what I mean? Like that something like more why? I mean, yeah, that's the that's same. No different when you breath. rip a, a, a rip a bill and you tape it back together. Like it's the same shit, but in the same breath, why not just deny him the sale? Or that? Like, nah, I'm, I'm sorry. Exactly. This is a fake twenty. I can't sell you this item. And then if he tries to steal it, then that's another. That's a you know more legit reason, I guess, to maybe try to call the the police. But 
Just say no. I, I think this is fake money. I can't make this sale or whatever. Do you have another form of purchase? I don't know. Like, be more, you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't know. It's more sensible. Deliberate about it. Yeah, it's like, I don't get it. How did he assume that was a fake money? Because if it took the actual store owner coming out to say that the money ended up not being fake, that means you didn't even have the proper tools to check and see if the money was fake. You just assumed that it was fake. Yeah, I don't know. If you're an expert in money. <laughs> Like, what? That's crazy. So, like, with everything going on, do y'all feel like it's fair to take out our anger on, like, the entire police force, like, nationwide? Or should we just be focusing on, like, the bad cops? Um, I, well, one, I think that, I think that that is a narrative and agenda that media is trying to push that is incorrect. Um, because there they if you watch and play close attention to the protests they aren't necessarily focused on attacking police officers we're bringing light to what they do but they aren't the the they aren't the focus of the protests as far as trying to retaliate against officers right, what you see in those videos are people having to defend themselves against those officers and then they try to make it seem as if it's an attack when we defend ourselves against law enforcement who are physically harming us as they you know, peacefully try to protest and do certain things. So I think that narrative is incorrect and irresponsible for media to try to push because that's not really what's happening. People are protesting to try to bring awareness to the situation, bring cause and light to it so the people in power can influence and impact and make a difference and change these laws and these litigations and, and these policies that don't protect us. So I don't think it's a, a focus on you know what I mean, let's go after the police officers. Let's go after the things that empower the police officers. Because if you take away their power, they won't be able to do certain things. Right. Um, and I saw a post on Instagram, and it, it showed the, it was hashtag eight can't wait. And it's the eight things that we need to try to petition and get police officers or get, get our legislatives to enforce so that police officers can't do certain things. Um, like one was, one was you have to um, force them to make an announcement before they shoot. And it's in so many, it's, it gives you the percentage, but I think like, out of the hundred large cities, only 17 police officers, like police jurisdictions make that a rule. You know what I mean? So there were seven other things that they went on to elaborate about that these are the things that will help take some of the power away from police officers. And it's also used to help hold them accountable. So, um, you know, I just don't think that the, the, the narrative is correct. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, and that's what the media does, you know, when it's us. I mean, it's them. They're good people. They have every right to voice their opinion because they can't get their fucking hair done because we all in a fucking pandemic. Like, Hello. So when, we, when we get killed over it, we're, we're thugs, we're gangsters, we're, mm-hmm. we're doing all this other shit. And it's like, you really just really trying to push a different propaganda that we're not even talking about. Like, I look at, at the whole thing about, like, should we be angry at all police officers. And I look, I take it as like me playing sports. Like when, when one of your teammates get in trouble, what happens? Everybody running, everybody getting, you know, we doing push ups, who this is that. Everybody got to get the work in. It makes you so much, you're going to have to correct that whoever those bad teammates are, who, whoever's making those uh, mistakes that's putting y'all in the predicament of extra suicide, whatever. But it's like 
Uh, yeah, it's a lot of good police out here, but we need more of them to start checking um, the counterparts doing situations like that. Like that one video, the uh, the white officer were like pushing a protester, and then that black officer come out of nowhere. Yeah, for a lot of them. Yeah, it's like he. You see what he did, right? He like, oh, he just ran off. She we went ham on his ass too. Yeah, we need more stuff like that, and I think if we had more stuff like that, then I think a lot of things will change. But then, like you said, we got we need new like we need new laws. We need. Police officers that happened with George Floyd, like they get prosecuted, that should be a, a fear sparked in all police officers' minds to the point that, like, if you're willing, really, really willing to take somebody's life, you're going to jail for the rest of your life. Point blank, period. If I can take somebody's life and y'all send me to jail for the rest of my life, police should be doing the same thing. The military, it's like, you got to understand, like, when people get deployed, we going into somebody else's home. You don't want to go into somebody else's home uh, kicking over trash cans, stuff like that. That's not your, that's not your place. Like, that's when you roll up the people in your neighborhood. So you, you need to, they need to have that mindset going somewhere that they, they didn't grow up in. Like, a lot of police don't even live in the same counties that they, they police. And it's hard. Like, instead of you, like, taking the time out to learn who the people are, talk to them, tell them, like, hey, we're just trying to make sure y'all stay safe and not have a conversation instead of going there, slamming people on their heads, busting and stuff like that. Like, no, nah, I ain't going to work like that. And you just got to have that mentality of, like, talk to your people, learn who they are. Things might change, but it's going to take a while for that to happen. But at the end of the day, one bad apple can ruin everything for everybody. So, And, I mean, this they they <laughs> – I just kind of I hate the argument that is that when they try to say well it's just a few bad cops and the same example you just gave Kev it's like so in the sports uh, arena or whatever you have that one bad apple but then the other like you said the other good ones step up and hold that one bad apple accountable and then if that bad apple starts to ruin the bunch then we got to get rid of that bad apple that's the thing that's not always happening without pressure so you're you weren't going to fire this man you weren't going to convict this man you weren't going to do shit until millions of people broke, brought attention to what you should have been doing. So, yes, you're not a bad cop, but you're just as bad because you aren't doing the things to hold him accountable. So it's the same way as if, you know, again, if you got a bad player on the team, you're going to continue to let him be a poisonous to your program, then you just might, you might as well partake in what he's doing. And, and that's kind of how it goes. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's unfortunate that they are, there are a lot of good officers. I know a lot of them in this district, but when some of them remain silent, Again, you are – I hate. I don't really like to say a part of the problem, but you, you're not helping. So, yes, you are part of the problem. And, you know what I mean, it's just like you can't sit by and watch it go by because, you know, whatever, that's my that's my, 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 my superior or, you know, I need this job or whatever. At some point, you got to – we all have to sacrifice and make that decision to say, okay, this ain't, this ain't worth it. You know what I mean? Like, fuck this job, fuck whatever, this, fuck this badge, fuck this, because at the end of the day, I have morals that I have to stand by and live with. You know, when I go to meet, not to be religious, but when I go to my to my God and have to be judged, I want to be able to say I did X, Y, Z. And that's where it has to kind of, you know, start back to. 
Can I be honest and say that the police force is not going to change? Um, I don't know if you guys saw the, I don't know if it was the mayor or the governor of West Virginia who said that all presidents were welcome except for Barack Obama. Like when you have these top officials who are racist in these predominantly white states, like the police force is going to be the same, honestly. Like there's li literally no changing that. So I really don't feel like there's anything that could be done in that regard. Um, yeah, and the DC mayor actually said that she wanted anybody who was not a DC cop or DC National Guard or anybody out of her, out of DC. And I completely agree. Like, don't bring in all these police from all over these places who aren't even used to dealing with this type of community. Yeah. Because they're gonna feel scared, they're gonna feel threatened, they're gonna be trigger happy, they're gonna think their life is on the line because they're not used to dealing with these type of people. So I completely agree, like they don't need to be here. I think they should take it a step further. Like I that's the first step. If they're not from the community, but then yeah. they have to you have to love the community that you that you live in. Because you got people that live in the community and hate on it. So even if you hire them as a cop, they're still going to act out of hate. So we're still going to end up with the same result. So you got to hire people who love the people that they serve, who love the community that they're, that they're from. And that's the only way we get past this issue of having, you know, foreigners in neighborhoods taking the lives of people that they don't care about. Yep. I mean, if I, don't, if, I don't, if I don't love where I'm at, then how am I going to serve them genuinely? How am I going to serve them? You know what I mean? To, to, to the best of my ability, I'm not. Because somewhere in my heart or in my head, there's hate there. And that's that's what I think needs to be the second phase of what she's talking about. The first step is great to say that. But the second part is stop giving people badges who don't love where they're at. Like, they hate everyone where they live and or, or what they see. And that's, that's how you end up in a situation like this. Like, this guy had, what was it, 12, 18 things on his record? Yeah, but you got to think about where he's at. Like, that's okay. a racist-ass place, honestly. Yeah, okay, it's a racist-ass place. 79. Yeah, so they just overlook a shit like that because they, they don't see nothing wrong with that. If this shit did not hit on the scale that it did... They were like, he's doing his job. Right. They don't, they don't care about but, black people there. They, they don't. don't. But, but like Chris Rock has said, you know, I like, oh, it's, uh, every cop is not bad. It was like, well... He put it in an aspect of like pilots, you know. Oh, every pilot that flies for um, American Airlines, oh, they're not that bad. You know, some of them like the land and some of them like the crash the damn plane until it come out. And that's how it is. I'm like, and that's what we try to tell people like, yeah, like the logic of y'all saying like, oh, it's not that many bad police officers. Everybody's not bad. This is like, well, you know, the, um, how the post was that we were talking about. Uh, about the little white kid, four years, all of a sudden he want to shoot up a school. Like you, what do you, what you expect black people with 400 years? Oh yeah, shit. Sure and expect us not to like pop up on them? Come on now. Come okay, on. Now. What is the fix in places that are predominantly white where this is just the norm? Where racism, racism uh, is just the norm? Like that's where it needs to be fixed at. And to, I don't know how how we could possibly fix Yeah, it. I don't I don't think okay. you're I don't think you're going to because it's very it's damn near impossible to infiltrate that that environment, that community and inspire change, so to speak, uh amongst the people that have been raised that way for generations. 
Yeah, and um, it's so like the race, mayor, the governor, like all these different people feel the same way. Like, and I understand that you have to get out and vote, exists. but when blacks are are literally the minority for real in certain states, because here, I mean, it's a lot of us. Yeah. <laughs> but other places, think... they're like a small group of black people, and it's just like. Yeah, I, like I don't think racism will ever end. Um, yeah. I feel like it's something that's like it's in your heart. It's been passed down from generation to generation to generation. What I think will help though is if we start implementing different things to let them know that it's not okay to one be openly racist or to do certain things to the opposite race, such as like these killings and everything like that. Yeah. That's the only way. I feel like they're too open. Like. I felt like, at least in my perspective, it was a point where, like, it wasn't as open. Like, people weren't just okay with doing things and getting away. I feel like people are so bold now. They, like, are they have their, they have their jobs and their profiles. They do whatever, say whatever on Facebook, and don't think they're going to be fired or anything. Like, they just don't care. Because the president encourages them. Exactly. So they feel like they could just do whatever they want right now. And even, even in his words, like, I mean, because he, he's very cunning words and to, to the people who are influenced by him because he doesn't blatantly come out and say, you know what I mean? So the things that he says incites it, even in the message that's going around on social media now about black people, what do you have to lose? Like, that's very fucking demeaning. And if it I'm a white true. person standing there listening to that and you are someone who influences me, the second I see a black person, that's the mindset I'm going to take. Yeah. Well, what do that's you have to lose? You should support him because of that. this and that. He said that during his last campaign. Before yeah, but it's coming back up because it's, you know, election time. But the fact, he said that then and he won. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and <laughs> people are expecting a, a different outcome this time. But that's a whole nother question that we didn't we didn't have on here. But it's just, you know what I'm saying? He promotes it because of how he speaks and, and the way that he does it is so like, oh, he didn't say anything. That's what that's their first that's their first go to. Oh, he didn't really say anything. Yes, he did. He just didn't blatantly say it. But you know what the mm-hmm. fuck he meant when he said it. And we know what he meant when he said it, because we know how people try to mm-hmm. bend around the curve to shit on us. And he that's exactly what the it. fuck he does. He tried to dress it up. Yeah. We I literally but, just talked about this with the people I go walking with. Um one of them brought up like what happens if Trump gets reelected? I was just like, that would be such a slap in the face. And I hope this, this, if he gets reelected, this shit is just an appetizer to what the fuck is about it's, to happen. It's, it's literally like a fuck you, black people. Like, fuck y'all. Y'all don't mean nothing. But I feel like, I feel like it's also going to fall on us. Like, it's a lot of people who are so frustrated. Like, our black people, our young black people who are so frustrated. And the first thing they say is, well, I'm not going to vote because exactly. nothing's going to change. Like, no, you have to vote. We're we're never going to get the perfect president in the White House. Like I don't care what nobody say. I don't care if he's black, Asian, whatever. We are never right. going to get the per the perfect president in the White House. But I will take anybody over Donald Trump. Yes, ma'am. Like we have mm-hmm. to get him out. I will vote for whoever other than him. Like. And we have to educate ourselves like Joe because Biden. Joe Biden. Yeah. Is you like just have to wait. You have something. to wait. Exactly, you have to like, wait. I'd like, rather deal with Joe Biden for four years than to have to deal with him another four. Him another like, four, exactly. Like I, I can't do it, but that's what bothers me the most because it's like things like this happen. Y'all black people get so frustrated and y'all don't vote, right? 
like nothing i mean okay if y'all do vote biden gets in the white house like that doesn't mean that everything is going to change we're still going to have issues but at least we won't have a president that's like literally openly saying like they loot it so shoot like and we and we still like on the election piece i feel as though what happened in the last election this is my personal opinion we were so split on the democratic candidate some people wanted bernie people wanted hillary people wanted this and that and then when bernie lost people literally said i'm not voting for hillary so i'm not going to vote and that's all it took for you know i don't want to say white america because it's not all white people but for lack of a better terms, white America to say this is our time to get to get somebody that we want in because we were so split. Whether you want Joe in or not, whether you wanted Bernie, whether you wanted Elizabeth Warren, whatever, Joe is going to be the Democratic candidate. So to take the lesser of two evils, you got to put your personal, you know what I mean, whatever you wanted to have happen aside and say, this is the person I'm going to support this election. And even at the same point, like you said, it doesn't stop with that vote. We still got to hold his ass to the fire, too, because he'd be on right. some sketchy shit, too, sometimes. So it'd be like, hold on, Uncle Joe. I need you to do what the fuck we voted you in for. And my, We can't my let issue, him pass, either. My issue, too, with, like, these celebrities, black celebrities, I feel like a lot of them voted for Donald Trump because of money. And, like, it's like... Straight up you can't be putting your money over your culture is like respect and dignity. Yeah. Like money, money is nothing. Like you want to keep, y'all want to keep protesting about these killings because he's like encouraging this stuff over tax cuts. Like it's, it's crazy. Uh, pay, no, they only, they want to pay high taxes. That's it. Like, and that's why to a point, like I'd be annoyed with T.I. because he sit up there posting all day long about Black Lives Matter, but you you openly said you're going to vote for Trump and not Hillary. But now look what he's doing. Yes, like, um, I so to, like, to, to, oh, go ahead, Karen. I'm sorry. I feel like a lot of different things played into the last election because on top of everything that y'all said, which is really really valid, there are also so many people who do not believe that women should have that type of power, and that goes for men and women who just did not vote for. Her because she was a woman. She's a woman, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is crazy to me. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that out. Um, so to, let me touch on all points real quick. So to Karen Drimmel's, your recent point, there are a lot of people that, and I, I used to explain this all the time, there are a lot of people that feel that way because you got to understand that white, so I want to say white men are the most egotistical, um, self-serving, self-entitled people on the planet before white women. So we got white men and you got white people. But white men, if you realize, I date back history, black men were given the right to vote before white women ever were. Mm -hmm. So yes, they're gonna, they would much rather have Obama stay in office than have a woman exactly. in that position yeah, of power, yeah. which is very unfortunate, but that's just, that's the way history went. So that's kind of the way that this is, history repeats itself. So that's why, to me, that is a bigger underlying reason as to why they would much rather prefer a Donald Trump to be in office, no matter how bad he, because Republicans recognized how bad he was. We're not giving it to a woman. Right. And unfortunately, it just wasn't time for a woman to be in that position. Not saying that you women don't deserve it. They pro we probably would be better off if a woman was in that position of power. Um, but that's just where we are. Probably. As far yeah. as elections and things like that, the bigger thing that I'm still learning and having to teach myself is we have to do more homework on the people that actually can reflect and inspire the change 
and the president is just the figurehead. So the president is just the CEO of a big company that has a hundred million workers working under it. And we don't elect the right people that actually have the vote. So you got the House, you got the Senate, and we lost, we also, not only did we lose the presidential election, we lost that when the, I forget which one, the House or the Senate is Republican-led. Mm -hmm. So we don't do enough, and I'm myself included, I don't do enough research on, they tell you, oh, I'm gonna go vote. And so make your vote actually be educated. Don't just, I, I'm gonna go vote, oh, fuck it, I'm voting for Biden because that's what it says. And I'm voting for this name on a paper. I don't even know who the fuck this candidate is, but her name, his name sounds okay. So let's just make the vote there. And then we don't even know who our, I don't, I can tell you, I don't know who my congressman is. And that's, that's bad on my part. So, and I know I'm not the only person that doesn't know. Yeah. So we all need to, we all need to educate ourselves on that because those are the people that we go to first to say, hey, you need to submit this upstairs. You need to, you need to take this to your supervisor, take this to your boss. We come into you and you need to take this up. And we don't do that enough. And we right. focus on just the president because that's the big thing that gets all the attention. Meanwhile, you don't realize that this same racist motherfucker has been in office for 30 years and we keep voting him in right. because he's not the focal point. He's not on the news every day. He's not the one whose uh, comments get made headlines about. And those are the ones we need to make headlines of. And then yeah. to celebrities, I don't really, I was talking to somebody, I don't really fault, I don't think they, they understood the magnitude and the personality of who Trump, because he does a very good job, especially before he got in office, of trying to hide these things, or he had a few black folks around him because he could make them money. And I get it is a capitalist society that we live in. And I don't think that the rich people that did vote for Trump knew that this was his personality to the core yeah. because he did a good as job. As hard as T.I. claimed to be, it. he should know. Right. But because, because his anything Trump has ever done has been on somewhat of a smaller scale than it is now. I don't think they ever thought it would be this bad. Because yeah, he you wasn't Because I'm like, you he had never seen this part of him. He learned how to shut the fuck up. Yeah, if he just, like, <laughs> Devon, you said we were talking about something else. If he just followed the fucking script. Right, he would, right. He would be a little bit better. But he, he yeah. takes his personal, because he, he feeds off of the attention yeah. and then this and then that. So I don't think they, and I'm not, I'm not um, I'm not defending them or saying it's okay because they didn't know. I just don't mm -hmm. think they really, really understood what they were getting themselves into because they were focused on making a, a dollar or saving a dollar. Um, and so that's that's to their ignorance and to their naiveness to, you know what I'm saying, only think about that. And, you know, so our, I'm at the point now because of all these celebrities that are being now canceled and putting their foot in their mouths. I'm at the point, and I've been there, but it's up to us to stop giving these fuck niggas a platform. The TIs, the, the Trinas, the, the whoever else that we think because they because they have a talent that we're supposed to look to them for fucking leadership. He can rap. I don't mean I gotta live by what he say live by. Right. We have to, we have to be big enough ourselves to say, okay, yeah, I can buy your music. You can rap your ass off, but you can't tell me shit about how to do what it is I'm doing over here. I don't need, you know, we don't need them for this. Yeah. We have but enough I, people I, in our community that we can use for that. I, I agree with that. And I feel like I'm getting to the point where I don't really want to support. Like you're making money off of us, but you're not supporting us. So I'm at the point where I don't even want to support y'all anymore. I don't want to support certain businesses that's not openly supporting us. Like all of that. 
Yeah, and that's what we need to do as a community, but Sorry, yeah, Sandra. that's gonna be tough. Asian people, yeah, that's black people, but yeah, I just feel like, like after all dies down, it's just gonna be business as usual, life as usual. Mm-hmm. Niggas gonna go back to wearing their Gucci. Niggas gonna go back to sharing all these different brands and labels. People still gonna go back to supporting the same businesses, like, and that's the disappointing part. We can't be consistent, right? And that's why yeah. I feel like a lot of change like doesn't happen because we're yeah. not consistent. We right. like full throttle right now, but when it dies down and when these stores open back up, like yeah. Corona disappears, <laughs> like we're gonna be back supporting these businesses. Like sad to say, a lot of people are reposting this blackout, no spend money June or July seventh or whatever, or fourth of July, don't participate. Y'all know niggas gonna be at the harbor trying to turn right. up. Cause they don't want to miss a turn up. Ain't nobody going to be in the streets for Juneteenth. Like, that's Our it. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like people are so quick to, like, put, like, instead of sacrificing, they're so quick to put either money or a turn up or, like, over stuff that really affects us in our community. Like, it, that's, a, that's a bigger, like, issue because that, that, that shows you what we've overall been taught as a core to, to care about. Right. Like we we weren't taught I'm not gonna say we weren't, but it wasn't emphasized enough to care about taking care of your own and, and banding together and uniting. It's been taught to be flashy, be the one be the you know, all these different things. So when stuff does when we have an abundance of options, then that's what we turn to. So like you said, when the stores open up instead of being focused on like we've been riding this force for for two months while we were quarantined. And everybody was on the wave of protests every fucking day since this happened. But they into phase two of the motherfucking reopening protocol. It's like, oh, 15 niggas, 15,000 niggas not in the streets no more. They in the stores. Like, we right. can't stay focused enough because we got so many other things that we think is important and it's really not. And that's really disappointing because that shows you to the core of how we think. And it's like, and like you said, we had that defeated mindset about everything. So instead of seeing this and being this being an engine for change, young people are saying, well, if this is happening and y'all can't change it and y'all haven't been able to change it, why should we feel like we have the power to change it? And they become those people who, or that generation who just goes by letting these things continue to happen. And that's really been the case over time. I mean, even like every generation has failed the next generation as far as I'm concerned. And that's not to say that progress hasn't been made, but at the end of the day, we haven't done enough to force the change that we really need to see. It's kind of like y'all don't care enough about yourselves to be consistent and to make sure that you are getting the right that you need at all times, not just when something happens. So why would you expect somebody else to? And we have to be because that is the argument that they use against us. Yeah. To disprove or prove their point to say, well, y'all, you know, and it, it come, you know, and we, that's what I, and I used to, we have to, like you said, we have to, because we, 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 we don't stay focused on something long enough to make a difference. We, again, we, we protest, we, we do this, we, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if like you want to take it back to the NFL, so many people are, oh, the NFL, we, we're not watching. And I know hella people that didn't start, we started back watching uh-huh. once 
That didn't you know even I mean? last. That didn't even last the fucking preseason, let alone the whole season. And myself included, I'm not gonna say I'm I'm bigger than everything. Like you know, the game came on, I would watch it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like we don't stick together in, in things like this because we all have different agendas and different interests, and we we can't come together on a common issue. And that is the problem with with us because we're one of the few races or the only one that really has that inter inter interracial battle with one another based off of our beliefs and that it comes from you know what i mean that's how we were as a people that's how we were brought up we were brought up against each other they they literally had you you could be black but you had some people in the field and some people in the house that created resentment that created jealousy that created a divide amongst yeah. our people from the very very beginning and so and at no point have we really come together and said, listen, whether you were, you know, whether you're in the house or in the field, we still have the same goal. Right. And when we did try to have that, we had leaders, but we also have, there's more than one way to skin the cat, but then they, they there's certain times there's like a math problem. You can get the same answer, but you can get to that answer 18 different ways. But when we have, we got, as blacks, we got this alpha leader mentality where everybody has to have the right way. And it's like, well, let's compromise and figure out where in these 18 ways that we intersect. And let's all get to that one common place where we don't really work to do that. You know what I'm saying? And then when we do have leaders in power, the the oppressors or the opposition tries to pit them against each other. Yeah. So even dating back to Martin and Malcolm, well, this one's right, this one's wrong, this one. But they were both trying to fight for the same thing. They just had a different way about going about it. You know what I mean? So it's like, and I I think that a big issue for us is is the lack of respect for one another, for di- a lack of respect for people's differences. And it's just like you said, like I use the NFL example. I had no problem with anybody who didn't want to watch it, but that don't mean I'm not going to watch it. Like there, there are some players in there that I support. There's some players who still play, but still step out and speak on what we need them to speak on. So why can't we have it two ways? Like, like you said, it's the commonality of we want change. But, okay, this group isn't going to watch the game. This group is going to watch the game. But at the end of the game, we're still going to meet up and talk about, you know, what we need to do to influence the change. Instead of being mad at me because I still want to enjoy the sport. It's a lack of respect on different things. And I think that um, – I think I was listening to the radio. I think uh, Eric Dyson said it. And he was like, that's what we need to do. You got to ex- accept the fact that everybody's not going to do it the same way. But as long as we can agree, like, at the end of the day, this is how we try and break bread, then it's all good. But that's, like you said, that's not what we do. We tend to throw shade or throw hate because somebody want to do it a different way instead of just accepting it, respecting it, and saying, whatever you need on your plight that I can help you with, let me know. This is the way I'm going to go about it. And if I need something, I'm going to reach out to you. And I think that's where we could start to see a difference if we just respected the fact that we don't want to do it the same way all the time, but we are trying to get to the the same point. Um, yeah, so I know we were talking a little bit about businesses that we may support or choose not to support. Um, so how do y'all feel about looting? Like, are y'all with it? Y'all against it? I want to say first, oh, go ahead. I don't support it, but I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't understand this shit. So I don't agree with the burning and the breaking in and all of that, but I'm not going to be like, stop, no, like, I get it. Like, you're mad. You're pissed. You know what I'm saying? Now, what I don't understand or I don't like is 
it it changes it allows the media to change the narrative when we loop the way we mm-hmm. do because we're supposed to be mad that they have killed another one of our brothers for no reason but why does that anger make you want to go steal a Gucci belt I don't get the correlation of that you know what I'm saying if 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 somehow to my brother I'm not worried about what flash shit can I steal from Gucci that don't that don't make sense so that's where I think it we we kill ourselves as far as influencing change because we can't we can't focus on what the the objective is supposed to be so that's where my issue is but i'm not gonna sit there and act like i don't understand why people are frustrated and mad and doing it so i think um, it's like so. two different groups so like what yeah. you were saying i think it's two different groups i think you have people who are like legit out there protesting like doing their thing and then you have opportunists who are just exactly. coming through trying to get what they can get. They don't really care about protesting or the issues that are going on. They like, oh, this is the perfect opportunity to like steal some shit. Like Exactly. And and those aren't participants. <laughs> what I'm looking at and what I'm trying my best to educate myself on and study even and watching videos, if you notice though, the looters aren't black. Well they're not all black. And not all black, yeah. So the problem is the oppor- the opportunists are people that aren't a part of the protest. Like you said, they're coming as whites. It's, I don't know how true the pictures are. I've seen police officers stuffing shit in their cars. So it's not, it, again, the media wants you to focus on this to take your attention away from this. It's not even the mm. fact that, I don't even, I don't, I'm not sure. I can't speak facts to it, but I don't even think the looting is happening at the, a much at a higher rate or even rate as the protests are. But you right. focus on that because that takes the attention away from the real issue. That gives you the ability to say if they loot and start shooting, but you, we're not looting. We're protesting. Right. It's five people over here looting. Okay, go get them. Leave us the fuck alone. And that's what they're not focusing on and paying attention to. Um, and I, I've seen videos where people that are protesting have stopped people from looting. But they don't mention that. They don't say that. So, right. um, but to, to, to answer your question, I'm neutral on it because at this point, and Karen has said it in many posts, at this point, man, I don't burn all that shit. <laughs> because they're the, the, the people that can influence change obviously they have the money and they are protected by this bubble that they have so that target store is that person's bubble that's their entitlement that gives them their their sense of this so we got to start to knock all the motherfuckers back down anybody who has a storefront has insurance so they'll be right and they'll be fine you know what i'm saying and i mean and the companies that they are third party uh vendors for have insurance so the tvs that they missed out on they can recover Right. No, whatever it is that they lost, but it's like at a point, and I, it's not, again, not to be biblical, I told this to, to my friend today. If y'all don't know, God and G- Jesus did the same thing. He wiped out the fucking world. When you're corrupt, it has to, it, you can't, so a part of it, we can't fix a broken system when the foundation of it was broken from the beginning. Basically. They made laws and shit, and, and I saw, and the, the, the white officer on, that was on, um, it was circulating on Instagram. He made a very, very valid point. The Constitution was constructed without ever including us. So the laws weren't even made to include us. You had to, we had to force them to include us in shit that 
as a human race, we should have already been included in. We should have already been entitled to the way you were entitled to. We should have all been entitled to freedom. You had to make a law to give us freedom. So how did the powers that be start some shit and then, oh, we got to fix the system. The system was never, was never correct. Yeah. The system it's, was never, was never a hundred, it's never been a hundred. It's never been for us. <laughs> like, so if, if the looting leads to, man, knock all that, knock all that shit. Because you got to start over when, from ground zero. Yeah, it's crazy because I've seen a post and the girl was like, she was like, you got to think about it. We've been locked up for what? Two, three months. The government shipped out, you know, they shipped out a check for $1,200. People it's still ain't got no jobs and stuff like that. And it was like, what you expect us to do? We, we hungry. We need stuff. Right. We hungry. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's the that's that's mentality. That's what I'm saying. I'm on the fence. You know what I mean? But it's like certain things the looters did that I appreciate because I wouldn't you know, do it. I'm a pussy, us. But. Because. <laughs> Uh, destroying like the, <laughs> the police cars and stuff like that. Fuck the police cars. We pay for them any fucking way. Exactly. But we still <laughs> gonna come out I bought the police car. That's mine. We're gonna have to repay for them now, yeah. Oh, well, that's what classes that's are for. Care. I mean, pay for it's come out of check anyway. Well, right. Karen, right. Nicole, what Karen Nicole said, that's my vehicle. That's my police car. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean black people like, have every right to tear down a country that they fucking built. Fuck this country. And it's like, I I feel like, I feel y'all, like, every perspective, I feel it. Like, it's like, America's part, open. Why do y'all fucking care? Y'all can't go, y'all can't go shop any fucking ways. Why y'all care? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I feel it on every side. Like, right. I'm not going to go out there and do it. <laughs> but I'm not going to police y'all that's doing it because I understand where it's coming from. Yeah. Um, at the Man, same I'm time, give you, as far I'm as give you my wish list, go take no TV in that charger over there. Oh, yeah, like I'm not gonna do it personally, but I don't, I don't care that they are doing it. <laughs> like it, yeah. it doesn't bother me at all that they're doing it. Yeah, like I, I don't know. Like I feel like I can understand. I may not agree with it, but I can understand. Like I understand business owners, black business owners, people who do support this movement, but are like impacted because their business has been tore down. Like, yes, people do have insurance, but insurance doesn't cover everything. Right. Um, also, as far as like y'all say, we pay for like the police cars and things like that. So it's going to affect us in the long run. Taxes are going to go back up so we can rebuild the community that was destroyed. So it's just like, I'm with it, but I, it, it's just a lot of things I don't know. And, and but I don't think we would have a problem with taxes going up if it's going to contribute to something that's for us. You know what I'm saying? But we should I, be uh, with our taxes nah. any damn way. It's like right, I'm facts. with it. I'm with it if it's going to like enforce change. But like I feel like I don't know. I guess we'll have to see what the outcome of all of this is. But if it's not going to change, like we've been rioting, looting, burning down stuff for a while. But we're still here again. So, like, is right. it really going to change? Like, in 361 days. Like, I want, like I said, I'm not going to police nobody. Y'all do what y'all want. I feel you where you coming from. At the same time, I want us to come together and do something that, something different, at least to attempt to 
change something. Like, wanna, you can't keep dude. repeating. Like history repeats itself. Not only the bad stuff, but the stuff that we do. So we got to figure out like different things that we could do to. I want to. I feel like forward. no matter what we do, it's point. always going to be twisted into something bad. Like we had people peacefully protest, and they had an issue with that. When people are violent, they have an issue with that. They're always going to have an issue as long as it comes to fighting for black people's rights nobody had any fucking issues with those white people going up there with all those assault rifles protesting about opening back up the fucking country i don't even understand what guns and weapons have to do with opening the country like i don't even understand why they had weapons but nobody had that they operate from a position it's a fear tactic everything that they operate from is to place fear in their opposer so I'm with Day. I understand where the frustration and the anger comes from. I'm just as frustrated and angry. But I want to get to the position of being so unbothered by the shit that you expect me to, to do. I don't want to go loot and riot because it creates that narrative that they already want to put on us. Right. They're mad. They're going to go break in and steal shit. And like you mm-hmm. said, it's not all Black people, but at the, at the very point that it those opportunists are able to do it because only a few protesters stop it. No, all of us are going to stop that shit. Because it's the video of a guy in D.C. It was literally one guy. They burned this shit. And he said, stop putting that fucking, add to that fucking fire. You don't live here. We live here. Stop doing that shit. One guy stopping everybody from adding to the fire. So mm-hmm. if, if imagine if that one guy had a thousand people joining him to stop it. That creates a, a a bigger image of power and oh shit, they're serious this time because they're not fucking up the shit that we expect them to fuck up. Because at the end of the day, to me, if you look at logic, we can all sit here and say and accept the fact that the, the system was never built for us. But can we go back and totally re- rebuild it? No, that's just not the way shit works. So how do we influence change? We got to go about the shit differently. So if we are going to protest, cool, but we got to make sure that the opportunists don't step foot in our protest. And, and it needs to be like a, a, a commonality of some, some, some looters got to have some protester in them. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a stiller, but I see y'all on y'all shit, so I'm not going to steal today. Like, they got to have that level of, you know what I'm saying? Like, that kind in them, because we can't get our point across if you keep being the opportunist. I'm going to say I agree because Colin Kaepernick was peacefully protesting and they crucified that man. Secondly, people that were standing outside of the White House the other day were peacefully protesting and the president sent people out there to tear gas them and shoot them with rubber bullets. So no, change, I mean, being peaceful and doing shit differently, we're still going to get the same fucking outcome because what? Because we're black. So no, at some point, black people will have to be tired of taking the fucking high road because the high road gets us no fucking way. They Sorry. changed the narrative I mean, regardless. So, so, so. They right. did. Like, we did. We changed the narrative at the end of the day because when all the protesters started, what, what was happening? We was looting, looting, looting. As the days went on, the looting stopped. It stopped. And I think the last couple of days, there was no looting, really. And anywhere, except for, I think, like, New York and something like that. But it's like how y'all was talking about, like, you know, this and that um i want to say nypd the uh the police chief or something i think the governor or something like that literally stripped i think like a hundred and like 150 million dollars from the police force and gave it back to the black community 
They did that in LA too. I don't want to talk about them because they got a slave catcher on their back, but <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, yeah. I think that it's just we just need to step up and like I feel like it's always been portrayed that white people move smarter than us. Like not just in this aspect, but in everything. Financially. The only thing that's gonna help us like, is they manage things better, like yeah, but we need to also start thinking smarter and doing smarter. Like, it's a lot of people that, I guess, know better, but they're not willing to make the sacrifice to do better. Like, we got to step our game up and start moving smarter. Like, right. period. I think that the only way we're going to step our game up is if we come together collectively and put our money where our mouth is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, so in order for us to move that's smart, it. that's the... It's kind of like... So we need to own more. The, so what you, yeah. what you guys are saying is, is true. But it's also what you're seeing is is what's being portrayed that you're that we cast judgment on and we don't. None of us know the whole fact. So, as Kevin said, the looting started, but it, it has declined. But then again, the looting is what the media focused on, and the media is primarily run by who? So there's a propaganda in which you see. So our vision of what we see, unless you're a part of it, is always skewed because we're given a story to follow, and we're left to field or a judge based off of a story. That's not 100 100% true. Right. So it's very, very difficult for me to, to say we got to move differently because one, we have been moving differently, but they show it differently. They show they it have, differently. So they they, just have, people, they have protests of people laying on the ground. How more peaceful is that? But they don't show that. They show looting. But they I have, they have, they call, as we said, Colin Kaepernick kneeled. And he didn't even make it a big thing. He didn't even bring it. He didn't even bring attention to why he was kneeling until somebody else took offense to it and brought attention to it. So how more different can we? And that was move? different as hell because that has not been done but before. What, what I'm what I'm what I'm saying is the focus on how they try to portray it. Like a lot of times we we act on emotion too much. Like yes, Kaepernick did something different and it was peaceful. They're always going to be pissed. That's what I agree. They're always going to be pissed with no matter how we approach it. They choose to show. Exactly. So why I don't pay attention? Like I don't pay attention to it because I already accept the fact that that's what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. I already know whether I'm peaceful, or I'm angry. They're going to make it out that I'm the bad guy. That you're the bad so guy. I'm not going to focus on that part. I'm gonna focus on influencing my people. Like and that's why, like with Kaepernick, he didn't focus on what they try to do. And oh, I'm gonna stop milling because they're trying to make me out they're the bad guy. No. I'm going to do what I feel is right, and I'm going to influence the people who follow me or who believe in what I believe in. So he got crucified for it, but he doesn't seem to be like, uh, and I don't think he is, he doesn't seem to be um, upset or, or regretful of how he went about it because he knew what he was doing was right to the core. And I think that we lose focus on what's right to the core because we focus too much on what they have to say about what we do. They're always going to be upset, whether we're peaceful, positive, angry, ups- or, or, or vigilantes. They're always going to create a negative uh, nar- narrative. So why do we continue to look for them to show anything different? I don't think we look for them to show anything. I don't think I, I don't think we care. I think it was just a I think a lot of people want them to show it differently. Because that's what we, we always say. They never show it. Yeah, we know that. So why, why are we so I think they're saying that they're saying that that's what I think people are saying that to tell you to stop paying attention to that shit exactly stop looking at that for your for your perspective that's what I think the older generation because they rely on that shit and they be wrong yeah. as fuck I don't think they're saying 
we want them to show us differently. They're basically telling you, stop looking at it or come, come and really see and open your eyes to what it is that exactly. we're doing instead of Actually come see. using CNN to get your, get your, get your bias. You know what I'm saying? You're being fed it, a bias. It bias. Yeah, it creates bias. Uh, you can literally at this point get on Twitter and find out a lot of shit, a lot more because there's people that are now like live reporters of what's actually going on. Right. So you can get the whole perspective. You can even watch both and compare them to one another and, and, and I mean, make a decision. But the news I, I mean, canceled. Cancel the news. Yeah, I just can't. <laughs> I mean, I, I get moved. And I was saying this to a friend today. I said, I don't believe. And you got to also understand that just because what you see doesn't mean that we there aren't conversations that are being had for us to move differently. Again, there's more than one way to skin a cat. So two things are going at the same time. Now, which one are they going to show you? Right. Whichever. You know what I mean? Like, so it's not to say that one is not happening and the other is or whatever. It's just like, and I'm for, for me right now, I'm, I'm for all methods that have the common goal, you know, and to, yeah. so, and even they mentioned the black businesses and it's very, very unfortunate. And I wish none of that on anybody. However, there are things that we call casualty of war. And it's just, unfortunately, you could be in the wrong place in the, at the wrong time. But this is the this is where the country the country is at war. At war. And so there are there are casualties of that. So yes, black yeah. people, unfortunately, your business may be a casualty of our own thing. So no, we we didn't intentionally attack you. Some the problem is also some black businesses don't proclaim that they're black business until they're trying to get the black but the, the black dollar. So now you want to be a black-owned business because we looted your shit because it's sitting next to 1,500 white-owned businesses. We didn't even know, sis. Like, we didn't know you owned this establishment. And like I think Devon said (laughs) earlier, we have to show each other more respect. And we have to treat each other better because, like, most of these black businesses, like you just said, Devin, they don't give a damn about us until it's beneficial for them. Yeah, that I do agree with. Yep. We have, and that's we have, what I'm trying for us to support you in times like this, but you know where to be fucking found on any other given day. Yeah, and that's what I told my sister because uh, we were talking about it. Uh, I wasn't my sister, I'm sorry, it was a coworker. Because, you know, the first thing we want to do, like right now, somebody say something against us, they cancel. Like, or, or like, because, you know, right now we're figuring out, we're seeing all the, all the businesses that um, reportedly or supposedly have given uh, Trump money for his election because everything hasn't been proven yet. And automatically, we want to cancel. But mm-hmm. it, I'm, a, I'm definitely on the fence with that because, like, I know Chick-fil-A. There are some Black-owned Chick-fil-A's. So I can't cancel Chick-fil-A completely because there are some of us who are entrenched in it who can actually make a change. So that same coworker, because um, I was joking when I said it to her, but she was saying no because my cousin owns one in North Carolina. And I've been talking to her ever since it's happened to like figure out how is she going to be going about it. And she said that there is some challenge in it because, you know, she's in an industry that does support them. But as far as her establishment, she's trying to do something that shows like, yes, we are Chick-fil-A, but you know what I mean? We are black owned. We're black owned and we stand for this. So I can't be quick to cancel everything because there are some people who are entrenched in those establishments who can make change. And for some of those big companies, they're not even supporting Trump. It's their CEOs right. who run the whole shit who are donating money. So then now when you do your research, it's like, okay, well, no, like this McDonald's on fifth street, we don't fuck with you, but the one on third street, 
it's lit. Like that's how we gotta go about shit. Yeah, well, I mean that's another question, but how do okay. how I I guess within that thing how do because I'm pretty sure there's contract language and things that they you know, and I I would be interested to find out they or I think the, whoever said they knew somebody that owned one or somebody like how can they go about legally separating themselves without you know what I mean defaming or trying to go you know what I mean like I know that's probably tough I would be interested to find out how they could do that. Because it would be okay, good to know. Like, I, I know, uh, my bad, the IHOP on Donnell Street, I don't know if it still is. It used to be black-owned. And that's it. So we need to kind of find out ourselves. Like, yeah, like you said, we go to this Chick-fil-A, but not that one. We go to this Chick-fil-A, but not that one. We can go to this Wendy's, but not that one. So we got to. Well, the Chick-fil-A in Capitol Heights is black-owned. Mm-hmm. He owned, I, I think he owned three, Janelle. The one sister told me. What about this one in Clint? <laughs> I ain't figured that one out yet. <laughs> I think the one in Clinton is a black owned because the one in Clinton, I think the owner is the same owner in Brandywine. Okay. And he's and that's the stuff you gotta know. Oh. What you say there? Nothing. <laughs> um, so we I mean we covered a lot right there with that one, but um, we want to know, do you feel that, well, we kind of talked about it, but even more directly, do you feel that our nation purposely causes the chaos and distress to distract us from other problems? Most definitely. I mean, I, I don't know if, like, especially this situation, I don't know if it was caused purposely, but I do feel that they take advantage of it um, and use it as an opportunity to distract us, of course, yeah. Because just like a lot of a lot of young black people are taking this this situation and now they're saying that they're not going to vote. And that's just going to screw us in the end. Yeah. I don't know. I feel that way about the coronavirus, but not about the killing of George Floyd or any of the other black people as of recently. But I do feel like the coronavirus um, was a distraction from a couple of things. I don't really tie these deaths um, to distractions, so I don't have an answer for that one. It, it has distracted us a lot because there's a lot of stuff going on with Donald Trump. Donald Trump is going through his legal battle with his uh, his taxes. Uh, it was like another whistleblower about uh, uh, the Russia uh, interference. Like they thought they, they like you people were like purposely it. killed to be distractions. That's what I got from the question. Like, no, do you feel like they're distractions in order to yeah. take us away from what's really going on? To that I extent, coronavirus. I say the coronavirus, yeah, but um, yeah, to that extent, and I don't think people are because I don't. That's that's. I think we give that too much credit. That's way too much controlling to say, "Hey, officer so and so, I need you to go do this." I do think the narratives, as, as we said before and spoke about, the narratives are created and changed in order to create the distraction. So as they said, they take advantage of the opportunity to say, hey, this is where everybody's focus is. Let's, let's, put, let's put the attention on this so we can do this behind closed doors. And then you turn around three months from now and find out that they put in a new law that restricts you from, you know what I mean, from whatever it could be. Um, yeah. So no, I don't think they, 
I, I wouldn't give any 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 source that much power and credit to say they're controlling it like that. But they definitely do take advantage of the opportunities to change the narrative, to make it benefit whatever it is that they're trying to, whatever it is that they're trying to push or whatever it is that they're trying to hide, one or two. There's an agenda on, at, at some point on either side. They're even trying to, they're trying to influence you with something or they're trying to hide something from you. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the fence. I know that's a bad, I, I even hate when that answer is given, but I, conspiracy, I, like when I hear that, I just think of conspiracy theories. And I feel like if I focus on conspiracy theories, I go crazy. So I try not to dive into like what could or couldn't be, but I do think that that is very possible. Um, you, know, you know, situations happen and then I can't say this to media all the time, but I think whomever, you know, makes whatever happen, happen. Um, you know, they take that as, okay, well, let's like add food to the fire because like with this, the protests and stuff, and we're talking about the looting and all that and fighting for police brutality um, or fighting for the uh, social uh, injustice um, against black. Um, you know, they have videos of where the police are instigating the problem. And it's very visible that they're doing it. And for that to be that visible, it has to be something that has been said to trigger them, not to trigger them, but to, to push them to do that. Now, yeah. whether it is just a coincidence that they feel that anger within them and, you know, individually, and in those moments, they just get caught on camera doing what they wish they could do outside of their uniform. Um, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. It's one of those things. But to see, you know, a cop literally walk up to someone and push them, it's like, that's not, that's not what you're here for. So what are you trying, what's your purpose? And then to see it in different spots in the country, um, that's why I say I could definitely believe it, but I try not to be like, yeah, they're doing that to get us to, I just, it's, it's a little too far-fetched for me to commit to it, but I definitely could believe it. I definitely agree to that one. So for us as African-Americans, um, you know, do you feel that it makes us look weak and we comply uh, with the police um, are asking us to do, or is it a smart move, even, you know, with the killings of, you know, un unarmed Black men? I think I gotta think about this one. I think that <laughs> I don't think that it if if you know that you're not in the wrong and you know that they're dead ass wrong, then yes, I do think it's a little weak of you to comply just because you I guess are afraid or threatened or fear for your safety. Um wrong is wrong. And if we don't hold them accountable. They damn sure not going to hold each other accountable. So, I don't know. I got a mouth on me when it comes to the police, so. That's a tough yeah. question. So, I, I mean. And it's just like, I can't just allow you to sit here and put this bullshit into my life. Like, I ain't even doing nothing. Like, you tripping. And it's like, if I don't call you out on it, then you're going to think that it's okay to do that to other people. And you're just going to continue to do it. So, I don't know. That's like uh, uh, slippery slope. You know what I mean? You have certain instances, uh, uh, situations where, uh, like the dude, seen the video of the dude, police roll up on the dude, talking about, hey, you like, you know, you got a warrant. Dude was like, I ain't got no warrants. He was like, yeah, your name Gerald. He's like, my name ain't Gerald. 
but he's the police. Like he's telling the police that's not his hand, and the police is still pressing the subject. Like, all right, well, uh, you know, we need to take you down. No, he was like, sometimes you gotta do, you gotta push back, because if you don't push back, you're liable to be. Like I think a lot of situations like well, me and they talked about it before is like if, if they're wrong, sometimes you sometimes you have to play their game, and when they find out they're wrong, you sue the fuck out of them, sue their asses. Everybody ain't got money to sue though. That's the issue. Listen, you. Listen, I mean, sue, I listen sue their ass. And like the other video, the dude, the police, talking about the the FBI agent had a, a warrant. Oh yeah. They said they're talking about. Talking about, yeah, you do, you, you like you got warned, this, this, and that. He was trying to arrest him. Trying to arrest him. Ended up putting him in handcuffs, went in his pocket, pulled out his wallet. Seemed like he had a, he was an FBI agent. The motherfucker was looking stupid. You know, situations like that. So it's like sometimes you got to comply in certain situations. Like, my thing is, if this is just, if I know a police officer wrong, I'm going to say he wrong. You know what I mean, but if it's like a situation that I know it will like will be a loss for me, <laughs> I'm going to comply. You know what I mean? Like I, if I know like I'm, I, I know I didn't do nothing wrong, but it's like four motherfuckers behind me. Yeah, I might you know call call somebody. You know, I might have to comply. You know, real quick. I ain't trying to get my ass beat. You know what I mean? So it, it's like yeah, it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. Um, uh, you, you gotta, like, unfortunately, you gotta... I'm, I'm going to have to disagree. Like, I feel like we're not, we're no longer in the situation where we have the opportunity to, even if we're right in that moment, we don't have the opportunity to push back or say something that they don't like. So for me, I feel like I'm going to do what I need to do to survive that situation because I'm thinking long term. I will do what I need to do once I make it out that situation safe to go about pressing charges or whatever needs to be done in that situation. But like in that moment, like, I don't know, y'all might disagree and say it's weak, but like at the end of the day, I want to be able to see my family again. I don't want to be another statistic. Like, so I'm going to do what I need to do in that moment. I don't, I don't think it's weak. I don't think it's strong. Like, it's one of those things where, like we said, I, I have to respect both because there's so many thoughts that go through your head when you got to make that decision. Like, Kev just said the same thing. I'm a survey the situation. It's one of me. It's th- three, four of them. They all look like they got negative intentions on their brain. I'm a, I'm a chill. They said the same thing. I'm a read. Like, I'm trying to get home, and I don't want to do anything that's going to put that in jeopardy. I can't sit there and say that. But, like, assessing the situation for the number of officers mean nothing. Like, it could be you against one other officer, and they could still take your life. Yeah, that's true, but I mean, I just look at the situation like, I would rather shut up, bite my tongue for the meantime, and make it home. That's how I look at it. I mean, even, either, I mean, the way I'm taking it is I see both, and I'm saying it's similar to me because, you know, and then maybe, I don't know, I think that's overall. Like, uh, I'm going to assess the situation, too. And, then, okay, it depends on how upset I get. And then I got, okay, I got to calm down, control my emotions. Because, you know, sometimes one cop you could talk to and be like, come on, man. But then it's the other one that got to show his, show his ass and be ballsy. 
So, you know what I'm saying? I understand both. And I can't say that one is stronger or one is weaker. I feel like you got to do what you feel is best in that moment when you're put in that situation to make sure you make it home to your children. Because I'm sure George Floyd didn't feel like he did anything he that did. warranted him being kneeled on to, to the point where he could not breathe. Like, so, compliance isn't going to keep you alive. He it, it's he, it's he, whatever yeah. you do in that moment and you hope for the best, you hope that the, that the human beings with the badge on are actual human beings and care about your life just as well as they care about yours, um, care about theirs. But that's something that, at the end of the day, no matter which way you go, you can't control it. So I can't say it is weak to comply. I feel like you gotta be wise in you know your thought process. And I feel like, you know, you gotta make the best decision that you feel is right at that time. And I'm, I'm not gonna sit there and say one is weak or one is strong because I'm like, Karen, sometimes I'm pissed and I got a mouth. Sometimes I'm like, I'm gonna shut the fuck up because I don't wanna be in that situation. So it's very, it's a, it's a very, you know, both sides of the fence yeah, for me. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say my bad. It, it, it's the fact that you gotta know what your environment you into. Like, you gotta know where you at, who you dealing with, you know what I mean? Like That don't mean know, nothing. You could be outside with a whole bunch of people watching. And look, people it's still that. When I'm saying environment, I'm saying like you gotta know what, what what police you're dealing with. Like if I know if I'm there in Charles County, young, I'm gonna be like, oh, so I can go home, cause down there they can get real flaky, and, and I don't like how they be moving out there. PG County, cool. You might deal with a couple black dudes. They might try to cuss you out or try to get you riled up. But at the end of the day, like, I mean, we just had a shooting police officer shoot the dude. He was uh, handcuffed. You know, he, like he said, bad apple here and there. But it's all the me. It all depends on what environment you in. I just have a thin patience, and y'all know that. Period. Um, I don't have time for bullshit. Um, like the last time I got pulled over, when the cop asked me, "Was this my car? And was it a new car?" And shit. Like, I gave you my license and registration. Is my name not on there? Does it not say my make and model? Who the fuck car you think it is? Get off the car. And he yeah, gave me a warning because it was some bullshit reason why he pulled me over any fucking ways. Like, don't play with me. Not tonight. Uh, I don't have time for this. I don't want to say weak or strong. Um, no, it's it's a personal choice. I think. Uh, yeah, and it, it all. I mean, it's one. It's about who you are, and it's. I'm from watching because sometimes like when people comply, they still get killed. Um, Philando Castro was actually reaching for his license and registration and got killed in the car with his girlfriend and his child. Um, so it's, it leaves you in a position to make a decision to whether, because there's a very high, especially in today's right now, there's a very high possibility that I can get killed. So am I going to get killed with my hands behind my back or hands in front of my face kind of thing? And it just, you kind of just have to make that decision. It's not, I don't want to say weak or strong or right or wrong or, you know what I mean? It's just whatever because you, you're trying to survive. So whatever is going to help you survive is going to help you survive. You know, I, <laughs> that's very, very tough because, as you said, George Floyd, from what we have seen, don't think he was resisting. Doesn't look as if he wasn't. Doesn't look as if he wasn't trying to comply. He wasn't even – normally you see guys on the ground, get off me, get off me. He wasn't doing that. He was laying flat. He was like, okay, just – and he was pleading, like, please just, just get your knee off my neck. I'm done. I'm good. Whatever you say goes, Okay. This gets your knee off my neck. So even compliance can be in death sentence. So it's kind of like, 
are you dumb for like it's kind of like and it's sad to say but are you are you stupid for complying because you're just giving them the ability to kill you defenseless and it's like at this point we've seen it enough where it's like you know it's in, one, it's in our it's in our amendment to carry weapons. So at this point, we all got to stay strapped. Right. It's just a personal right. choice. I mean, either way, you taking a damn chance. Oh, right there. <laughs> and I feel I feel like even more important than that, as we decide whether it's wise or unwise to do one or the other, like we just said, we can't. It doesn't matter what we think. It matters what the person on the other side feels inside. Because I can, I can comply. He can still, he can still take it as I'm being, I'm being, you know, disrespectful, or I'm being, you know, whatever. He can take it however he wants to take. He or she could take it however they want to take it. So it's one of those things where we can make the best sound judgment, whether it be tactical, whether it be based off emotion, whether it be based off of fear. If the other person on the other side feels a certain type of way, it don't really fucking matter. Right. So, you know, that's why I'm not going to say, oh, you weak. If No, it don't matter. You could have been brave and, and, and lived. And you could have been a coward and got killed. Either way, you can't control how that other person wants to take it in that moment. So I'm not going to sit there and judge nobody for what they decide to do at that time. Yeah, the, as ball, you, the ball's definitely think, not in our court. <laughs> yeah, like I think you and Kevin spoke about it, too. It also depends on, I can't, like, you, who you, where you are. And I think, Devon, you said it more so, where those officers are from. Because as you, I can go to Charles County and it, I can be calm and I can be like, yeah, you know, I could use the wrong slang or the wrong terminology and they can take that as disrespect because I called them bruh. You know what I mean? If I was like, oh, if I smacked my teeth and it's not, I'm not even trying to be disrespectful. This is just my regular demeanor. language in which I speak and demeanor. I can mm -hmm. be like, yeah, officer, all right, bro, let me, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I run that drunk. And what, you got a drink in the car? For? Like, so it's like, you got it. You can't even police. <laughs> You got to police everything about what you do, and it's and that's an unnatural thing to have to turn it on and off because when you get pulled over, you're not, you know, what I mean, you're on air sometimes, but you're not necessarily. You could be at a very relaxed state, and then now you're you're frightened. So you go from calm, and then you go to from calm to frantic, and I don't think they take that into account sometimes when they're dealing with people. It's like, nigga, I was cruising cruising down the street in my six foot, and then you <laughs> like you alarmed me, and now I'm. Oh, yeah, uh, yes, yes, no. Um, and half the time, you don't even know what the hell you did wrong. Do you know, know, why, you like, you know <laughs> why you were pulled over? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I, I wasn't. I, I've, been pulled, I've been pulled over in D.C. He asked me. I was like, nah, what, what you pull me over for? He didn't even, sometimes they don't know. <laughs> I had Man, one over when I had my Jeep, and um, you know how you have to fill out the registration thing online and print it out and put it in your back window and wait yeah. for the mail. I did that, so he pulled mm -hmm. over and tried to. He originally tried to say, um, he came up and he was like, "Hey, um, you know your tags are expired." I pointed to my back window. The papers in the window. <laughs> he walks to the back of the Jeep. He looks in the window, whatever. He taps my license plate when he first walked up. First off, see, I know I had to add to because why the fuck you touching my Jeep? Um, <laughs> so he walks to the back of the car. He sees the registration. When he comes back, he was like, oh, and um, also, I noticed that you were using your cell phone. When? When, when did you notice it behind me? <laughs> like, you thought you, you had this first? registration shit, and now that you don't, you're trying to make up some other shit. Just looking the niggas got a quota. He's looking for something.
I had somebody tell me we have some like that. It was a state trooper, so they definitely was trying to meet their quota. So quota. And the same thing, you had your like you said, you had your tag, so you know the tag has a sticker on it to tell the driver as well, like yo, you got until seven twenty to get these Jones renewed. Yeah. So I had a friend was telling me he got pulled over and the officer gave him a warning. Oh yeah, you know your tag's about to expire, motherfucker. I I see the sticker. He had like two months before it expired, and they were just trying to catch him on something else. Trying right. to look around the car, and then all they came up with something. when they couldn't. How you get pulled over two months before they about to expire? Because they were trying to get them on something yeah. else, and that's they were hoping the they walked that, up to the window and yeah. maybe they might have smelled that's something crazy. or something like that, and they can get them on that. They I've had a police COVID. officer try to make me believe Driving that I while black. Yeah, he was like, you "Yeah, he was just." I, I, I got pulled over in DC, and they were like, "You know, you know, I pull you over, and you might be looking around the car." No, I pulled all the windows down. You got anything in the car? Um, anything like what? What are you trying to, you know, any drugs? I said, no, I don't smoke, sir. You sh you don't smoke? No, I don't smoke. <laughs> they kept kind of pushed that, like, this will be looking mm -hmm. for you look like the type that do this. And it's like, and this is in D.C. I was put over by two white police officers. This is like three, four years ago, though. And it's like, but and that's the thing. You, They don't know why they put you. They know why, but they don't have a legitimate reason as to why. They have to make up one while they're there because some of the motherfuckers are not that goddamn smart. <laughs> to quote bro. I dealt with some PG County police before they pulled me over. I had Texas tags. They pulled me over talking about, oh, you know, lately we've been seeing people with Texas tags that that been fake tags. I'm like, nigga, how? How many people in the state of in this area that that got Texas tags really? Right, I don't see. You know that. what I mean? And like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> you might see one or two, nine to times in the military. So they pulled me over. They was like, all right, let me go run your stuff. This is that. Come back home. But all right. All right. So now, like, if, if I was speeding, why didn't you say that? Like, come right. on. All right. It, it's wild, but they was cool. They was some cool black dudes. They was talking shit about my charger. You know what I mean? One of the dudes had a Hellcat. He was talking some shit. Well, it was like, you got to know your environment. You know, some things can be like, face and laugh off and then something can be like, oh, you know, you don't smoke? Like, no, nah, motherfucker, like, is that what you want? Like, exactly. that's what I would ask him, bro. I would hit him like, is that what you want me to do? Like, like you be having a peaceful ass day and it's just like, here you fucking come. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just left pulled over. Yeah. I got pulled over in Virginia. Texas Tag. Dude talking about, oh, you can't have your front window tenant. And you, you gotta have a uh, your your tag in the your front uh, in the front of your car display. Yeah, I ain't even from here for real. Giving me a ticket and shit. Like you, you know, know what I mean? Like, get out of here. I'm on my way to a job interview. You fucking me up. Come on, man. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, but I mean, so far, um, we've been able to express how we feel about the situation and express our frustrations and. Um, everything like that. But as we wrap up um, for today or tonight, we want to just kind of end on a higher note and how we can or what we can do moving forward to help support um, and raise our young Black children, mainly boys, during these times. So how can we help? What can we do? How do we support them? I think just educating them on how to deal with police because some do not know how to and until you're in that situation you really don't know 
how you're going to react. Um, so I like to see like a lot of the videos, like I think I posted something where it was like parents sitting down with their black children and, you know, just going over different scenarios with them and sharing stories about their experiences with the children. I think that's really good to share different experiences with the children. So that's what I'll continue to do. I know I share stuff with, she's not a boy, but my goddaughter. I share stuff with her all the time, especially on um, social media that I think she should be aware of. So that's what I'll be doing. So I think I think at one point, maybe like a little while back, it I think is I think it's beneficial to educate um, our children or youth or whoever we come into contact with um, on how to respond or how to act when they're in a situation like that. But at the same time, I feel like you can do everything right and still like end up in an unfortunate situation. So, I mean along with, you know, um, sharing stories and your perspective on how they should act, I think it's important that they know their rights, understand their rights, so they're able to express and explain um, when they're in a situation like that. I remember when I was in, I think I was an undergrad, we did like a little workshop for one of my classes and if I, I'm going to look for the video. If I find it, I'm going to, like, post it on, like, every social media outlet that I have. But um, the video was basically, like, it was probably an hour-long video explaining, like, exactly what you need to say. Um, if you're stopped by a police, the exact, like, terminology you should use. And I think it was very helpful. But at this point, I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like... I don't even have kids yet, but I feel like when I do bring black kids into this world, I feel that I'm going to have to tell them, and I was telling Kevin this just earlier, like, I feel like I'm going to have to say, like, don't even make a mistake. Like, I feel like a lot of us, we've had times where we were able to make mistakes and, like, get off or, like, do stupid things, have fun, and not necessarily have to face certain consequences. But I feel like the where we are right now it's like you can't you can't make a mistake like you have to be perfect go ahead kid on the lines yeah, yeah, yeah. all right i want to say along the lines of uh you know, teaching my our kids mainly the history about the men that came before them straight up, you know what I mean? Like, and just show them like, we as black men, we are strong, we're passionate, we have emotions, we show them differently than a lot of people, but we also have to understand that like you said, we can't make no mistakes. Like they said, we can't make no mistakes. We got to make sure we do things, but don't come off as weak. You know what I mean? Like That's why I'm taking it back to like how I will conduct myself with the police. But don't come off as weak. Come off as like, you know what you're talking about and you're not lying or you're, you're, you're positive about who you are and everything. So that's what I'm saying. I, I, honestly, I can't wait to be able to, you know, raise 
and wait to be able to do that because I'm just going to teach some things that I didn't, I wasn't taught and things that I learned as I grew up. So. Oh, um, for me is more of a education is key. Um, to, the, to not belabor the point because Karen said it too, education, educating them about the history. Um, I also would love to educate them, and I need to do a better job of it because I can just kind of get annoyed with it and roll my eyes at it, but educating them about their appearance and what that is perceived as, even though you may not intend for that to be the case. So, you know, naturally we're perceived as thugs, everything like that, and we only we only play to the stereotype with our parents when we're walking around with our, you know, our parents off our ass or, you know what I mean, walking around in just a t-shirt at times. And, and it's not that, not that there's anything wrong with how you refresh yourself, but we got to be cognizant of the fact that this is how, this plays right into their hands and it plays right into their narrative and it plays right into their stereotype. So let's do a better job of educating them on the less, you know, like I tell my students like in school all the time, man, pull your pants up. And I don't, go into the complete explanation of why you should, but now I feel like I'm, I probably need to just to kind of have that conversation with them. And, it, and to me, so educate them, number one, and number two would be to just converse with them more. Um, understand their point of view, understand where they're coming from, understand their ideas and their ideology, and, under, and then give them tools to help better bring that vision to the forefront because they are the leaders of this country at some point. Um, and if we don't do a better job now to educate them, so when they do get to that position of power, we don't go through this same shit five or 10 or 20 years from now. I don't, like you said that, I don't want my children growing up in this kind of world. Um, I was really inspired as I tell people about that. My godson is 10 years old and he has to witness all of these things. And he was really adamant about, he didn't know a lot of what he was talking about, but he was very adamant about, what he was seeing and how it made him feel and how and how he didn't think people cared and this and that. And it's just like, yo, he shouldn't have to worry about this at 10. Um, so to me, I think we need to educate all of our youth with our black young men about the, their, the history, their presence, and we also need to make them know, um, um, teach them what their worth is so they can acknowledge that they are powerful beings and that they have an opportunity to impact the world in a, in a way that they probably never saw because they've never been told that, yo, you can be the one that can change this country. You can be the one that can change your community. You can be the one that, you know what I mean? It's not all about, and I'm a big sports person, it's not all about being an athlete. You can have much more power being somebody that influences change by your actions and by your character. Um, so I think those are the things that we should focus on teaching our young black men today. Um, I'm torn on this answer because of the events of what has happened. So I feel like a part of me wants to say, we, we told them everything. It don't matter because my, my man literally left his house to go for a run. You know what I mean? George Floyd went to the convenience store to buy whatever. Brianna was laying but, in her fucking bed, minding her business. You know, so I, I, I'm really torn on. I feel like I, uh, I, uh, I feel like 
we always have to be the ones that say, what do we got to do? What do we got to stop? What do we got to preach? We, we shouldn't have to keep saying that shit because we're not the one killing, killing ourselves. I mean, in some steps, yes, but in this arena, no, we're not the ones doing it. It's them. They are fearful of us. They don't understand us. They want to capitalize off of everything that we bring to the table, but don't want to give us the respect as human beings. So it's, it's really, really hard for me to continue to say, we got to teach ours to do this. But I do understand that we can't control other people. So as I try to accept that fact, I would say the biggest thing is we just got to give and continue to give them love. Teach them that love is the key to everything. And that's the only way you defeat somebody that hates you. To be unbothered by hate and to see hate for what it is. We have to, I think one thing we have to do is we have to stop saying that you shouldn't have to deal with this. We, 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 that's an accepted fact. But you're going to deal with this, son. So understand the bias. Understand the hate that they have for you because you are a threat. And, 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 and that's what I think we kind of get lost in because we are been, we've been placed in a position of acting out of fear for so long that we forget that we are the actual threat. And that's what scares them the most. So um, we have to continue to empower them. And it's a multitude of ways to do that. And everyone has given a way in which we can do it. So like Devin Jahan just said, teach them about how powerful their, their appearance is. What it says to have a, a black man walk in suited and booted, well-educated, knows how to speak well of himself, knows how to show well of himself, instead of walking in looking like the image in which they think you are. Um, you know, I, I think empowerment and education is, is the best two words that I can come up with that you guys already kind of said. Um, but also understand bias and, and embrace bias. Walk, walk out the door knowing that he hates you because, because you, you were born black. Not because you did nothing to him, not because you said nothing about him, not because you don't like him. You just were born black and he hates you. Because his parents hated your parents or whatever that may be. And I think that if we continue to just accept the world for the way it is, that's the first way that we can change it. Because then everyone grows up knowing, I don't, I don't want to go through this. I, my parents went through it, da-da-da-da. And it, it creates a bond amongst each other. But, you know, we're, we're, we have to break through that barrier of divide that we have. And Devin Hunt raised a good point, too, about it started from slavery. But we have to create that, that break that bond. Whether I'm in the house and you in the field, nigga, we still gonna look out for each other. You not, there's no, there's no divide here. We all fighting for the same cause. And I think that that's the biggest thing that we have to break through. Um, and I know it can happen, but it, it's gonna take a lot of work and effort to, to make it happen. And to quickly add on to what you were saying, I think, and it just came to my you speaking, the one thing we also need to do to our young black men is to teach them how to treat our black women. Um, a lot of it, a lot of our divide stems from not valuing them. Um, a lot of our miseducation stems from not valuing them. A lot of a lot of it stems from just how we treat each other, but how we treat our women, because our women are the only ones that can produce the black men. You know what I'm saying? So we're treating the producers of what we're fighting for in the complete wrong way. You know, we don't value them. We don't value their opinions. We don't put them at the forefront. You know what I mean? So I think that can go a long way. I think that's starting to happen. I said this before in a, in a different way because we, we have men that aren't involved at home, but we got a lot of more men that are now mama's boys. So we're starting to kind of value women a little bit more depending on your environment and your upbringing. But 
I think that's also one thing that's very, very important that we, um, you know, start to value our queens and treat them a lot better than what they've been receiving. Can I add just one more thing? Yeah. Y'all don't mind? Okay. So I completely agree. <laughs> Being real, raw, and authentic is going to be the most beneficial for the youth. Um, I just want to bring up, like, I don't know if you guys saw the video of the little girl that was protesting. Y'all see that video? Okay, and I know a lot of people were commenting and saying that children shouldn't be at the protest. Oh, I saw it, and yeah. Um, and I just want to say that the best way we could lead the youth is by setting an example. Um, being real with them, being raw, because as we know, there was an eight-year-old who was arrested in school just for being a fucking eight-year-old. So um, I don't think it's ever too early to show kids what's real in the world and um, just being upfront about what it is and what it isn't and not sugarcoating shit. Um, so I think that's actually mm -hmm. the best way to prepare the youth for reality. There's no better way than showing them reality. Yeah, you gotta like, take the you can't hide them behind something and expect to just send them out in the world and then it hits them and they're just all confused and don't understand what's going on. You have to prepare them. Yeah, you and I agree. Um, you have to do it in a way in which they can and dissect and understand. Um, so you gotta be real and raw and authentic, but you know, you gotta you obviously, you know, know who you're talking about. And uh last tidbit for me, honestly, um, because I've been thinking about it because everyone tries to uh bring up the all lives matter when we when we say black lives matter. And I looked at it from a business perspective. When you go into a bank, all accounts matter, but the ones they're gonna focus on is the motherfuckers that's delinquent. Like the ones who are in bad standing with the bank, those are the accounts or the people that they attack. So what we're trying to tell you, white America, is that you view us in a bad standing. Mm -hmm. And and that's why we feel like it don't it doesn't matter. We don't matter to you because you have this. Oh, because you're black or because you are, you know, powerful in your, in your nature, you're a threat to us. So you're in bad standing. But it's like, but his account is worse than mine. His, his, his appearance is worse than mine. His actions are worse than mine. But you're attacking me. Or, that, or that shit they're really the same as mine. Yeah. And I get treated differently. Than, and a guy, um, a guy made a, a tweet basically saying that he committed the same crime that George Floyd committed and was never arrested, was never detained, was never cuffed. Yeah. So we, we had, we, we're doing the same thing or, or better and being treated worse. And so, yeah, the all yeah. lives matter is, I'm planning on saying something about that later, but it's complete bullshit because. Part two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> I just got one thing, though, one thing, one thing. I was watching a clip before I got on here with y'all. It was Louis Farrakhan, and he was talking to some he white people. in July, too, I think. Can't wait. And the white lady was like, well, we're, we're, we're afraid because black people come off as violent. And he told her straight up, you, your ancestors were the violent ones first. And he was like, exactly. you know what it is about you guys is the fact that you guys are scared because if we were ever to get empowered and run shit, we would we would inflict the same violence that y'all inflict on us. We're probably way worse. I don't. He, he left it as that. Oh, you should be happy too. that black people are on for rights yes. and not 
protesting for revenge purposes. And I was, oh they man. are blessed. I don't want to say nothing else because I don't want. I know y'all trying to end, but it's just like <laughs> as Kevin, you said too. You you guys better pray to whatever who are whatever God you pray to and thank them that we aren't as hateful as you. Exactly. That we aren't mm-hmm. retaliating in a blood for blood manner because if that was the case, this shit would be ten times worse. And I was telling you, if that was the case, I'd agree with the burn everything to the ground. And so, and, <laughs> and because, and we have every right to react in that way, given the history of slavery and oppression, and we've been down for over six hundred mm-hmm. years, and we have every right to, if we wanted to. All right, they kill one of us today. We coming to kill one of yours tomorrow, and we have yet to do that. Okay. We do that with our own before we do that to them. I was just thinking, I love my girl Michelle Obama, but black people gotta get tired of going high after a while. I'm just saying, we can't always go high when they get Unfortunately, that's the only way. <laughs> that's the only. It seems to be that's the only way that you're gonna get the results. But I mean, yeah, they're just lucky that we haven't. All we're asking for is to can continue to be included and yeah. and not to demand that oh fuck it you know an eye for an eye a finger for a finger if this were any other country this wouldn't even be the, the problem because they allow that kind of thing mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like and we we're just asking to be normal we're asking you to view us equally we're, we're asking, asking you to exactly. treat us equally we're not we're not asking for any privileges we're not at, we're not at, we're not even asking for black privilege in return Right, we're not We're asking, asking for just to okay. even the fucking playing field and leave us the fuck alone. That's Hello. it. Hello. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, as they Final said again, when she developed this great script, uh, we got stuff that we didn't even get to, which is perfectly fine because it's a conversation that we all agree needs to continue. Needs it has to, continue. to be, and it has to be consistent. Um, even yeah. if, if for nothing else, to just understand each other better. Um, you know what I mean? Because that's where it starts first. We can't ask for them to accept and understand until we accept and understand. And I think that that's the, the, the positive nature in these type of conversations. Um, so one thing we want to do before we get out of here is something that we're going to make consistent here on the Super Good. Um, we're going to shout out. We're going to shout out our, our Black excellence every time before we get off here. It's a way to keep it going. It's a way to, to bring light to people who are doing great things. And it's a way to big up our brother and our sister when some people might tr- try to, to disregard their work. So uh, with this, this segment of the show, um, anybody want to go ahead and shout out any African-American, um, you know, doing great things or something positive in the community um, that they may or may not be getting the recognition that they deserve for I don't have a shout out. I have some uh, company I want to bring awareness to. Oh, wait, this That's is supposed to be a positive, like, okay, I'll, I'll wait until. No, it's, it's either <laughs> okay. way, because again, we got to hold everybody to the forefront. It could be your own shout out. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. Real and anything. Like Go ahead. Okay, I just want to bring awareness to the park at 14th, which a lot of us have probably been to. Um, a lot of us probably support. And I just want oh, you yeah, all to be aware that the owner does not support us. Um, He made no attempt to recognize the movement or what was going on in the world, but they had the audacity to recognize Mm. one of their employees who was a part of the National Guard who got activated to actually be a part of Mm. that, um, what should I say? 
be a part of the group that had to go out into the city to help with the protest. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to bring that to everybody's attention. He also compared that situation. Oh to yeah, they canceled. He compared canceled, it to canceled. George Floyd. Oh yes, he did, and he said basically that the employee calling him out is similar to putting your foot on, on his neck. Yeah. That was all I wanted to say. And I was myself because um, I will be starting a new job on Monday, and I will be closing on my house on Tuesday. That's all. Hey. Right. Yeah. Anybody else? Um, so I, I really have one. like a shout out, like right now but I do I did want to um I had some resources that I thought would be useful um so I actually looked on aclu.org they have um different like scenarios that you could click on like if you've ever been like if you encounter a police so they have like I've been stopped by the police in public I've been pulled over police at my door arrested by the police police violated my rights so it's like different scenarios it tells you what to do um, I'm still going to look for that video that I was telling you about, so I can share that as well. And then ACLU.org. And it's just a whole bunch of, like, know your rights um, and different scenarios. And then I also found this week states.org. If you go to that website, you can easily type in, um, like, your zip code, and it tells you who your um like district or senator whatever is for your area so um like when i went and i typed it in um thomas b mike miller jr is our senator for district 27 so and it provides like his email address phone number fax address where his office is like you could definitely send letters um go protest there in annapolis um if you like to apply that extra pressure and then lastly, I just want to say vote, 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 but do not vote for Trump. Period, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to uh, say I'm Kanye West. I want to shout out Kanye West because he donated, I want to say $2 million to each of the family, uh, Aubrey, uh, mm-hmm. George Floyd, and uh, the uh, other girl, Brianna. Brianna, yeah. And then he also started a, a college fund for George Floyd's daughter. I, I mean, you know, he he said what he said <laughs> in the past, but I, 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 you know, I appreciate him doing that. You know. Okay. Well, if he's coming around, he needs to stay around. As long as he does not throw any money at Trump's campaign, I'm cool with giving him the shout out. Exactly. Um, I want to shout out one of my uh, former athletes. Um, so her Instagram is Lauren Kennedy underscore Kennedy with the I at the end. Um, and I want to shout out because she is uh, launching her own clothing line um, called Bold Clothing. So the Instagram for that is at B O L D Clothing. I believe she's trying to launch and drop in July. Um, so, again, I want to just shout her out because a lot of our youth are really, really uh, imaginative and, and innovative and trying to do new things and build brands. So I want to actually have an idea that I want to do. But, um, yeah, so I want to shout her out and promote her business um, as she tries to launch in, uh, in a month or so. 
Um, she's a 3.8 GPA college student, and you know what I mean? So support her as much as we can and uplift her her business ventures. All right, and my shout-out is um, going to the athletes and the celebrities who are not only donating but are also on the front lines as far as the protesting goes. I think that, you know, when you're in that position of fame, you're you're a role model, whether you like it or not. And I feel like in moments like these, um, you know, they're using their platform in a positive way and in a genuine way. And I think that that can't go unnoticed. So, like, J. Cole has been out at the protest. Dennis Smith Jr. was out at the protest. Jalen Brown of the Celtics drove 15 hours to get back to his hometown in Atlanta to be in the protest. Um, Steph Curry, you know, was out there. And um, Kiki Palm was out there. So, and I'm sure there are many others that I'm not naming. But I think it's important that um, – I think it's important that they're doing that because the children that we are talking about, how we help raise them, you know, they're influenced by these people. And um, they follow them. They look to them to, to to set an example. And if they can set the right example, then it makes it a lot easier. It makes our job in the community a lot easier because we also have people who have made it out of those communities but are, are still connected. Um, so, you know, I, I, I really appreciate them doing that from the bottom of the heart in a genuine way because I think that that's a big, a big thing that we have previously missed sometimes. Um, and, and, you know, when we look for the people that we, we, we aspire to be to give us leadership or guidance and then they let us down. And I think that they, these guys are really doing a, a good job of not doing that this time around. So my Black Excellence shout out goes to all of those guys who are out there protesting um, with the communities that they have come from. Um, so we can try to get this thing turned around so that we feel like we matter in this country. But again, Day, thank you for the script, man. It was beautiful. Uh, couldn't have did this week without you. And thank y'all for being here to to you know let these emotions out and um, express how we feel. So this is super good, and we'll talk to y'all next week. Super good. Angle Purple rain falling down on the prince of the coast where the sun shine all year round. Purple haze over landscape, still I hydrate in the lunch line with the smog and clouds. What? Start me out. Uh, this song's in the key of life, and love is in need of more. Young from Inglewood, barefoot on the cedar floor. If black music is the blood, then my heart has been beating more. Rapidly, happily, I look back on a Feeney Shakur. Her son paved the way. Now all eyes on me. Cause I'm young, black, and gifted. Nina, all eyes gon' see. If you swung back when faced with a challenge, that's meant to break you and balance scales. You ain't average. Now throw your hands on three. Gon' put them up for black, black magic. magic. Black excellence. Black habits. This black medicine. Everything. Black chucks, black chucks, everything. Everything. Black, black hug, black love, everything. Praise black Jesus. Play black Moses. Give them flowers while they still here. Black roses. Everything. Black child, black ride, everything. Everything. Black pride, black lives, everything. Skin noir, friends noir, here you are, black. Everything you need, better believe you are that. Skin noir, friends noir, here you are, black. Every. Every time they hear this, they gon' say he made an anthem Life ain't a pan, this ain't black and white, it's a canvas Spike Lee, your dreams, and Bruce Lee, your tantrums Two, three, that 
that boy Then go Michael Jordan, go Samson Knock down the walls around me Strong and dark and so handsome uh. Everything around me is shining dark And the time is divine I found a spark when the clouds leak And the rain fall and I found peace I'm black as the concrete Black as the street that's lined with the palm tree I'm black as the night sky When you broke in your radio bacon just don't meet Black as the bottom of Chuck Taylor's Black on some haters Black as the burnt rubber Hitting donuts in front of the store With two months later they got stopped in the cops Found a black burner underneath the seat on some Nat Turner Black as the judge roll when the case closed Now your life on the back burner Black magic Black magic Black excellence Black excellence Black habits Black habits Black medicine Yeah Everything Black chucks, black chucks, everything Everything Black hug, black love, everything Praise black Jesus Yeah Play black Moses Give them flowers while they still here Black roses Everything Black child, black ride, everything Everything Black pride, black lives, everything Skin noir, friends noir, here you are, black Everything you need, better believe you are that Skin noir, friends noir, here you are, black Everything you need, better believe you are that, yeah Mira negritos, puro amor pa' mis morenitos Hice un giro, cambiando idioma Huele palomas encima de roller coaster Cae cerca de la playa, ocean view Black of the berry, the sweet of the juice We dance in the soca too, only f*** a few real To chill with us, build with us, to deal with us Never pull the trigger, aiming at another man But real hitters still pick up the phone Black ride, everything. Everything. Black pride.